Welcome back to another episode of Live from Your Mom's Basement on the Fanboy Channel with your host, Mr. Bobby Skullface. Bobby, what's up, bro? Good afternoon. Can I get a bro in today? Are you in what's the up? bro kind of mood? What's up, bro? <laughs> Fucking bro. And of course, I'm Adam. I don't have a nickname yet. I was going to say the lost son of the lost son of Russ, but you know, that's might be too vague. It, it, and, stuff. And it's, and it's a bit long, no? It is a bit long. Mm. <laughs> it's like, hey, just, girl, just, just go by Jay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a little private joke there. Uh, so, guys, we're back for another episode, and uh, hopefully the sound quality will be a hell of a lot better. This is a solid computer, not a laptop type thing that we're recording from. And we're still working out all of our kinks. But by the time you listen to this, it won't matter because it'll be live on the internet, and you're fucking listening to it. So don't, you don't have to worry about our problems of getting it there on the internet. Let's tell the J story. I need a J story. Yes, do it, man. Do you, do you want me to start off, or do you? Sure, sure. Okay, sure. so uh, back if you guys are familiar with the uh, you know me on the Beer and Boulders 40K podcast, at one time uh, there's a local, local game store that uh, this is in coming back into fifth edition 40K Warhammer Games Workshops and all. Um, and I'd moved recently, and there was a there was a game store in my local area. It was probably you know five ten minutes up the road, but all they sold was like Magic the Gathering. Um, like board games, like uh, what is that? Uh, uh, Settlements of Catan or whatever the hell it's called. I can't remember. That, that I don't know. Yeah, there's some kind of zombie game that was re- like zombie board game that was pretty popular um, back then. This is before Walking Dead. Zombies been popular for a while now, and like a bunch of Melissa and Doug stuff. Which, if you're like an artsy farty, like can't get your kid nothing but the best non-battery toys, or like these like fifty-dollar puzzles that have like five pieces. You know, like they're hand painted. You know, whatever. You know, right. that's that's your that's your you know your bag. Hey, all for you, more power for you. More power oh, you're one of you're one of those nerdy nerds. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even you know it's not even the, the nerdy nerd. You know what it is? It's like the 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 whole wheat nerd. You know, the whole grain nerd. You know what I mean? Like extra crunchy. You know I like what that. I, mean? I like that. I like the whole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking coin that. Um, <laughs> Put a pattern. Or, uh, that, okay, trademark. so we'll call that the whole green nerd, and then like the the wife that just goes to the movie theaters to watch the movies is the gluten free nerd. The gluten free nerd. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, um, I invested in in this guy's business, basically sublet a piece of the store to do 40k, and it got to be pretty popular. And I did that for about a year and a half, maybe two years, just kind of a side gig, organizing the game, teaching painting, and everything. But we had this one dude there, man, and he was an odd cat. He was an odd cat cat. indeed. And uh, Bobby used to, you know, don't let it fool you, fellas. You know, you might see his his Transformer arts on Facebook and everything, but Bobby can paint the fuck out of a model, a miniature. Stop. um, Which he refuses to do, which is mainly my fault. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um. But uh, so you would make the trip all the way from – were you living in Columbia? No, you were living in Frederick at that time. Yeah, I was in Frederick. So you made it the, 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 you know, the trip from Frederick, which is a good 40-minute trip. And we would have like kind of these painting club meetings at night. We, I think they would start about 8 o'clock, but sometimes we would go into like midnight. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I just – You could close the store. Yeah, I closed the store out. We just fucking paint. It was cool. Um, you know, it wasn't like you know, drinking beers or anything like that, just, just hanging out and painting. And uh, we had this one guy, dude, and he was just one of those nerds who just couldn't shut the fuck up and tell everybody how awesome he was. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. And, uh, like, you know, weighed 65 pounds soaking wet, um, but he was, like, eight feet tall, you know, like pulling it could buy a crane type of thing, Jack Skeleton for Halloween. You know, I'd say if you're going to go cosplay, go, you know, go with your strengths. strengths. That's right. 
Um, so uh, he used to just always tell everybody how much of a badass he was, and he actually did get some chick pregnant, like at the age like fifteen or something, which was shocking. Like, Do we have know, confirmation on that? I don't. I you know I've never seen the results from the Moore or, show. Or or did she not go to this school? <laughs> no, I, I I did. Here's the fun, here's the funny thing about it, dude. Years later, uh, just recently, I mean, this has been like a good seven years later. Just recently, um, Chris bought a model from some shady character up where I used to live, and I was going up there because I still have a house up there. And he's like, "Hey, man, do you mind meeting this guy?" And he told me his name, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really put two and two together until I met him. And I don't know if he rec. I mean, I, I think I look the same. I mean, I'm. There's, there's not much difference. Uh, he looked pretty much the same too, to believe it or not. You know, it looks like he's 15 years old. Um, but I met him up there, and, and uh, Chris actually bought some some models from him that he was selling because he's still into 40k. Um, but uh, anyway, I will kind of give it to you. I've set I've set the field for you. you know, yeah. Set, so set up the I, dominoes. Um, you can knock them down. I I, I love to like uh, I okay. So I I wasn't always the upstanding citizen that I am today, and I'm I'm not good at much, but one thing that I'm like really good at is making fun of people. Um, like I'm really good at cracking jokes and at people's expense. And but in my older years, I've tried to mature and you know uh, it's it's a kinder, gentler me, right? So I still I might want to add cracking jokes at others' expense without them realizing you're cracking a joke. Well, that's what I was just getting ready to get to. So now, like it evolved into a form. Um, it's like kind of reached its final form and it, it is to crack jokes at other people's expense without them realizing I'm cracking jokes at them. So like everyone around you somehow realizes it, but you can't, it's, it's a challenge. I think I find it fun. I think it's like a bit of a game. It's like a hunt. Yes. Um, and it, it's amazing to watch you in your natural habitat on my dad. So when I realized how ridiculous this gentleman was, I just I just started talking to him. And like ridiculous people, the more you talk to them, they just they open up like a spring flower. They just blossom right before your eyes, and can't wait to tell you just how ridiculous they are. Um, so this was one where uh, I was just like I, I was I was like, well, you know, you know this, that, the third, you know, how are you at gaming? How are you know just getting to open up? So eventually he was like, oh, actually, I'm really good at this. Um, I actually I'm. I'm I think he said fighting. He said oh. he was a good fighter. Oh, was it? No. Yeah. I think yeah. it was a video game. Nah, dude. I think it was fighting because cause later that night is when uh, – Yeah. Another part of there. the story. <laughs> um, but anyway, like uh, maybe he was – and he was like, yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm actually – so I, I, I can't recall whether it was good at fighting or good at uh, Call of Duty or something it, like it that. Didn't really, it didn't really matter. It was um, just utter garbage coming out of his mouth anyway. But it was definitely about his skill level at being better than someone else in some sort of competition um, where the stakes were death. Now, whether that be a fictional video game death or a role-playing death or a real death due to his, due to his two violent weapons that he holds at the end of his wrists is, is – is, we can't remember. But he was like, uh, like yeah, I'm actually so good at it and um, you know, that people call me the – my nickname, I have a nickname, people call me the Death's Herald. And I was like, wait, your nickname is the Death's Herald? And he was like, yeah. And what was his proper name? Was it Jay? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah and, I was, and I was like, why don't you just go by Jay? It's like so much shorter. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, so like Adam starts like laughing and this guy starts feeling insecure. 
So he needed to push himself a little harder um, to be that much more of uh, presence and menacing. Yes, yeah. good good choice of words. And then I'll let Adam take back over. So, uh, yeah, and so Bobby continued, you know, Jay, you know, it kind of rolls off the tongue, you know, it comes very naturally. When I look at you, I, you know, Jay, Jay comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't see Des Harold. Yeah. I definitely um, see Jay. So, you know, he, he got a little butt hurt, a little butt hurt was going on there. And that, that was kind of the end of it right then and there. Well, the other kid that I had working for me, um, he, you know, he was in his, he, maybe he's like, he was, he just turned 20, um, and uh, he, he was he was an odd fellow, um, but he had lived on the streets for a few – like he had like, you know, one of these sad stories, dropped out of high school, you know, broken home, lived on the street. But like he like literally was living on the street from like 17 to 20, and he was like kind of getting his life back together. And if you ever met anybody who actually, you know, was homeless, that's a rough life. You know what I mean? Like – and sure? homeless people prey on one another. You know what I mean? Like it's – you get scrapped and, you know, a little scrappy and whatnot. So – they're in the front of the store, and you and I, I think, were, like, laughing in the back about how ridiculous. Like, he's like, he's like dude, where do you find these kids? Like, I, was like, I don't know, man. They like, they're, like, it's like a moth to a flame. It you know is. what I mean? It really is. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear a commotion, like, shells being knocked over and, and displays being knocked over. And I run to the front, and this other kid has got Death's Herald in this crazy, torqued-out arm bar. Uh, you know, hand under like his his back is arched backwards. He's got this crazy arm bar, and he got a headlock at the same time. Like some like you know, you know Bruce Lee jujitsu move on this kid, and this kid is just like his feet are starting to flop. You know, but like the other guy's got him. Like he's gonna break his neck. And in Death's Herald Harold's hand is a knife, right? Well, they don't um, call him Death's Herald for nothing. I know, right? Right? And so I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I, I like you know they're both, and I'm a and I'm I'm a you know bigger than average type of dude, you know? Uh, so I'd like kind of grab both of them and, you know, pull them apart. And, uh, the one dude, he's like filming at the mouth. Like that motherfucker pulled a knife on me. I'm going to beat his ass. And, uh, Death's Harold's face is all red and he's choking. He's like, I was just trying to show him some martial art moves. <laughs> Why is it that those type of people always have some martial art? I don't up know, their, man. Up their sleeves. You know what it is? You know how I blame? I blame Daniel's son, you know? Because <laughs> Ralph Macchio just looks like, you know, he, he looks like the guy's got to be out there to prove something. You know, you know, the guy who's like four foot one has got to join the Marine Corps to prove how tough he is. Um, and nothing against Marines or anything. It's just uh, I, find, I find that, you know, some of those guys gravitate that. And, dude, it was just so funny, man, because, like, it, it, if you ever seen somebody get properly choked out, you know, like all the veins in their neck are like bulging out and their eyes are all bloodshot and their face is just like, you know, bright red. And he'd also, he'd actually damaged some unsilary a little bit because the guy could barely talk. You know what I mean? And so I took his knife away and told him to get the fuck out of my store. And, uh, that was it for a while until he came back and he actually got, I think he actually got caught stealing something from the, from the, the other owner. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, it's crazy, man. But uh, how the fuck did we get on Death's Herald, man? How do we how do we go so astray so fast? Uh, I don't. Oh, we were talking about nicknames. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> nicknames. So you still need a nickname? Yeah. So, but I mean, Maybe we should have a, we should have a listener contest. Can I just be Adam, man? Can you know? You know, just rolls off the tongue, easy to say. I look like Adam. It yeah. is, but then how are we going to have a moniker for your visual representation? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So anyway, um, shout out shout out to Death's Herald. 
he's still out there, you know, doing his thing. Still, still an ever-growing menace to society. Absolutely. So, um, he hasn't changed much from what I had. He's, you know, but some people are doomed to to walk the earth and you know that state of mind. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, they're on their they're on their own kind of special journey. We're lucky having known him. You know, my life is more enriched, and I think yeah, absolutely. Are you and kidding? I think me? our uh, listeners have been enriched a little bit as they're you know. Hopefully, nobody busts out laughing and has crashed their vehicles listening to this podcast. And you, you forgot the part where uh, he summoned the evil spirits and the black cloud formed around him, and he unleashed hell's demons upon the crowd. I did forget that part. I it always slips my mind. It does. It's it's forgettable. You know, when you realize the glory that is Death's Herald, that that little that little detail. Yeah. You know, it's easily it's easily overlooked. So. Best of luck to him. You know, Absolutely. Maybe one of these days, you know, he'll. I wish him the very best. He'll be the bane on society that he was meant to be. So, um, so let's uh, jump right into kind of updates. And and, and those of you guys just joining us, thanks, appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check us out you know, on Facebook and and all that other good stuff. And we will be you know, changing the name of some stuff because of our name staff who last in this episode. And um, so just well, if you listen to this, just uh, check the links below. And, yeah. Uh, Keep involved. Leave your comments, questions, bitches, scraps, or complaints. And, of course, if you're interested in Transformer stuff in general, where should they go, Mr. Skullface? Uh, they could check out Skullface Reviews on YouTube um, for some skull antics or, or uh, listen in to Skullface on uh, Shattercast Uncut every Friday. It's uh, it's Friday, fuckers. That's right. And, of course, if you want to get your uh, you know painting and modeling on 40K – Check out Beer and Boulders 40K um, on uh, YouTube and Facebook and a podcast whenever we can get together and uh, fucking record an episode. Absolutely. So it's, I think we've recorded uh, one, two episodes for this and not any episodes for Beer and Boulders here recently. But it's just a scheduling conflict, guys, which will be resolved here pretty soon. So make all your complaints to Chris because he moved to, to Columbia, and uh, we'll get it worked out. So... You want to jump into uh, nerdy hobby updates? Yeah. Well, how was your How was your week in collecting? We did. You know, we should have like little, like uh, cheesy, like jingles for each one. Like, I'm down. Skull face and Adam this week in collecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm down. I like it. Well, uh, I I kind of blew my load last week on um, two graphic novels, which I spoke about. Uh, one is the Batman Earth One. Two and the Minute Tomorrow Superman by Jeff Johns. Um, one's a graphic novel. One is a trade paperback. Uh, this week, I haven't really purchased anything outside of some uh, 40K stuff, um, which I haven't got yet. I did get a new novel, um, 40K novel, which I'll talk about that later, but it hasn't come in the mail yet. But I did have a, a nerdy fucking nerdgasm day where for about 12 hours, I did one and one thing only. You know what that is? I, do I? All right. Um, you know how, you know, like, uh, oh, not Spikey Bits, that's somebody else. Screw Attack has done these, you know, death battles on YouTube, which are fun. And mostly other combo characters versus other combo characters. And they got about, mm, I would say, 85% of the time um, I'm online. And there's another one. Um, I forget, who's a guy that does a Bat in the Sun who does Superhero Beatdown? That's another one. But that's a live action. The death battles are usually taking video games. But about a year ago, maybe two years ago, they did this Goku versus Superman. And Superman beat Goku. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's pretty interesting. 
Um, I'm a huge Superman fan. I'll be talking about Goku here soon because I'm going to send fucking Dragon Ball Z nerds into a fucking frenzied rage. Some statements I'm about to make. But anyway, so I, I watched, I, you know, I've, I've kind of been invested in the argument. Um, I, I would say back in the late 90s, I had some some buddies who were really into Dragon Ball Z. I gave it a test out when you know it first came on the Cartoon Network. I was never really like super amazed by it. The guys who were really into it, you know, no offense to potheads, were like were like super potheads or super alcoholics. So they just like get stoned and uh, would watch Dragon Ball Z for like 12 hours. And I was never into that. I mean, I can you know have a beer with them and chill, but it didn't keep my attention. And I'm not saying you have to be a, a pothead by any means to enjoy Dragon Ball Z. That was just a group of friends that I had at the time that were into Dragon Ball Z, what they did while they watched Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, um, you know, I've never really been impressed. It, it's it's kind of cool, but it's never been like, oh, man, I, I, hey, bro, what you doing today? Nothing. Hey, man, you want to watch some Dragon Ball Z? Fucking do I. I'd, you know, much rather, you know, watch an episode of The Golden Girls, to be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but the, the, the conversation... Uh, took place, I think it was Anthony Adams, man. Um, this was, how many years ago did he give you the Dragon Ball Z? I, I, I don't even remember. I, I was, I'm pretty sure I was painting Warhammer at the time. All right. So we got in a converse. This is a, a, a childhood friend that, you know, I think you started talking to again that you haven't spoken with in years. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a comic book guy too. Not as deep into it as us, but no, he is a huge more. Dragon Ball Z fan. And something was said, and I don't know if this is like the early days of Facebook, like, oh, well, Goku could totally fuck up Superman. I'm like, whatever, man. That shit ain't happening. You know, I've watched Dragon Ball Z. You know, that motherfucker can't, can't even, can't, isn't even on the same fucking page as Superman. How dare you? He's like, oh, you need to watch like Dragon Ball GT and Super Saiyan level 4.2. Super 4. Saiyan! 2. Super Saiyan! Bah, 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 bah. So, like, you know, I've watched a couple of episodes and, you know, I, I, I like actually started, I tried to watch Dragon Ball GT. Which apparently is not in the fluff anymore of Dragon Ball or the continuity. I think they they erased it. So there might be some arguments on that. But I mean, if you need to erase a whole fucking series of your show to prove about how your main character is such a badass, I guess I can't. I can't. I guess I can't make that comment because they've rebooted Superman half a dozen times. But of course, he's got seventy five years worth of history. Um. Anyway, so Shock Attack did this thing. Superman beat Goku. It was pretty badass. They did some some math to look at the character's maximum potential and whatnot. And, you know, the internet went a rage. Like, broke the internet for a year. Everybody, all the whoa, Dragon whoa, Ball Z whoa. fans were fucking pissed. So they did a rematch. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. You saying the internet got upset about some shit? I know. I know. It's fucking shocking. Next, you're going to tell me they voiced their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, a uh, so... This year at Comic-Con, they're doing a rematch, Superman vs. Uh, Goku Part 2. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch it, watch it. I'm going to go ahead and ruin it for you. If you don't want to ruin it, if you don't want me to ruin it for you, then fast forward about 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, don't turn off because we're just getting started. We need to release it again. That's right. Um, but anyway, Superman not only fucking beats Goku again, he beats him in like half the time. And the finishing move is... Goku does his kami kami ha whatever the fuck it's called. I think that's right the right word. Somebody somebody out there, some internet so like, you know it's not how you pronounce it, you fucking moron. No, it'll be some it'll be some like uh progressive group and we ended up calling like there was a small tribe somewhere in, in the uh, outskirts of Ecuador called the Kami Kamis. Yeah, and we've offended them. And we've offended them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Superman just like leisurely walks through this fucking epic Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan mode because there's Super Saiyan God mode and there's Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan mode. That fucking makes sense, right? And Superman just walks through it, like grabs Goku's wrist and like just starts to crush it. And Goku's like, you know, moving back in pain, punches Goku in the gut. He sucks air. He grabs him by the throat, lifts him off the ground, and uses his heat vision to go through his eyes and lobotomize him. Like, turn his brain into fucking dust. And then, like, lets him go. Goku falls. Superman flies down, picks him up, and, you know, I guess he's going to, you know, uh, you know, um, bury him properly or whatever the fuck Superman does. Now, first off, let me, let me, let me jump into Superman mode. Superman has killed people in the past. We all know how fucking nerds got, who knew nothing about Superman got upset when he snapped Zod's necks, even though he has killed Zod since like the seventies. Um, everyone that Superman killed a Kryptonian? Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that most of them are Kryptonians, but I think there has been some, some alien life forms. But Superman has, doesn't kill. Killed Earth. I, you know, not 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 that I can recall. Not, might be but, but there there is one old Superman uh, cartoon. I think it was like the Fleischer uh, show or something, the Fleischer series, or I don't remember. But but these like mobsters found out that he was Clark Kent, so he took them and flew them to like the highest peak someplace where they couldn't escape and left them there. And then that's, it has a, one does. yeah. And then he had there's another episode where he's actually flying out there to drop off their food supplies. So, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. It is. <laughs> that's it is awesome. So anyway, um, back to the the original story. I spent twelve hours watching reaction videos of people watching that fucking uh, screw attack Goku vs Superman two, and it was awesome. I like the butt hurtness ran so deep, dude, and you could just see people like, oh, here it comes. He's going to kami kami. Yeah, he's doing it. He's going to melt. Uh, is that, he's just walking through it. Oh, my God. It isn't even. And then, like, when Superman lobotomizes him, like, everybody's eyes just load up. And they're like, oh. And, like, you get to see the utter nerd defeat. You know, like, and, like, very, you know. And then, like, so I was like, ugh. He's just too powerful. He's just, Superman's just too powerful. He's too OP. And it's like, uh, you sit OP, here and... The yeah, old I, I, OP I argument. Hate, I can't stand that. Oh, my God. I hate seeing, I just, I hate seeing the acronym. I, and, and not for nothing, I hate when people refer to it as OP. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I got to get on Chris sometimes. In fact, he says that all, all the time. And um, it's like you just were articulating before this show started how badass Goku is, how there's no way that Superman can defeat him. So he's only OP... Because your character isn't powerful enough. And basically, screw attacks thing is that, you know, you know how, who's going to win the guy that has no limits to the person who can exceed any limits that he has? And basically, the argument is, I mean, it's a fallacious argument. It's an absurd type of statement. It's like only one has no limits to begin with, and that's Superman. So therefore, you know, there's, there's a, you know, the, the, the ultimate Superman, I forget what it is, but basically he becomes a god, and he can, like, basically create his own universes and stuff, and he brings Lois back from the dead. He's, like, a million years in the, into the future, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, the, the statement is basically God, uh, Superman is the story of a god that is trying to live among men, where Goku's story is about a, a man who's trying to, um, you know, bring himself up to every challenge. So it was cool, and I think they respected Goku's character in this. And, like, after some of the responses are pretty cool. I, I just want to get your opinion on it real quick before I go into my next rant about Goku. 
because I do have a next rant about Goku. <laughs> I mean, you think that's pretty fair? I, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I think I, that, I want you to lie to me, please. Right. I think that um, I, I I don't know enough about Goku to like really have a valid opinion. I feel like okay. Um, but with that being said, I think that you know Superman's biggest hindrance in any fight is that he's Superman. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that I feel like I live in a world of cardboard. <laughs> no. When you start to like, when you start to look at like Superman versus anybody, and you start to realize that Superman would lose in a fight, it's only because he wouldn't be willing to do something to win. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's not because he has he doesn't have the, the ability. That's it's right. Not, you know, it's just because it's not in his character. That's right. It's the context of the fight, not a no no hold bar contest of of power exactly yeah absolutely and for those of you guys who don't you know if you're not a superman fan let me rephrase that if you don't like superman because you think that he's just unrelatable do yourself a favor there's some great books out there i suggest you give him a read uh because he is he is an amazing character and there's some amazing stories that you're really doing yourself a disservice because it's an interesting perspective on humanity that he has that I think is the most is the most interesting. And um, ask yourself, I think that a lot of people that say that, you know, mm-hmm. um, should ask themselves first, like, how many Superman books have I read? Oh, absolutely. You know, because I used to think that. You know, I used to think to myself, like, oh, he's you know, he's too much of a Boy Scout. He's too you know, Mister Perfect Pants. Yeah. You know, like it's just of no interest to me until I read some Superman books, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's actually a, a lot of turmoil going on with this guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you a question, like, just off subject. Who do you think is more a bigger Boy Scout, him or Captain America? I would have to ah, that's a tough. Tough one, right? My my instinct says Captain America. Um, yeah. Only because, like, you know, Superman does have this, like, it, it depends on which Superman you're reading. This is true. Um, but Superman, like, pre-Flashpoint Superman, you know, who is definitely the Boy Scout, who is definitely, you know, a goody two-shoes, he does have this fucking rage streak in him. Oh, yeah. Where you push him to this this one you know teetering point and it's fucking game over. And he does he is a warrior, you know. Like he, um, you know that uh, was it for tomorrow, the Jim Lee arc with him. Where uh, he, uh, yes, that was. Yeah, that's I mean that like if you read that story, it's 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 kind of difficult at first to to like, to like what the fuck is going on. But long and the short of it is, Superman makes this device that can transport everybody to this phantom zone. That um, in case the earth, anything ever happens to the Earth, the Earth is going to be destroyed. He basically has nightmares that the same thing that happened to Krypton is going to happen to Earth. It's almost like he's got OCD uh, in a way. Um, OCD, you know, not not just like flipping lights, which is on and off. It's like you can't let go of a thought. You know, it's it's a invasive thought that just you know rebounds more and more and more. So you know, he's married to Lois in this in this storyline, and he makes this device that basically will transport everybody using, like, technology from the Force of Solitude. And, um, but then he, like, makes himself forget about it. So he's never tempted to use it. And somebody steals it or gets their hands on it or something. I don't remember the, the whole thing. And then people started disappearing. And, of course, at first he doesn't know why they're disappearing because he, like, meditated it away, which is kind of goofy. Um, right. But the psychological aspect, his wife is one of the, you know, Lois is, is one of the ones that disappeared in the first disappearance. But, of course, the whole time she's, like, living on this Kryptonian um, world in uh, the, the uh, Phantom Zone, 
which is kind of like paradise, uh, you know. But anyway, very interesting, um, very interesting character. But the only thing I would say that he's a little, he is a little bit uh, Captain America is a little bit more of a Boy Scout. That line from the Avengers, where like watch your language, um, that's from Civil War, where uh, watch uh, that potty mouth, son. Yeah, yeah. Um, where what's her name? Hill uh, tries to arrest him. He escapes. He jumps on the t- top of a fighter jets, bashes the window, and says, "Son, um, the son." The, the guy's like, "Jesus Christ!" He's like, "He's like, uh, don't say the, the Lord's name in vain, son or potty mouth." I can't remember. He's like, "We're gonna fly yeah, this thing down." Yeah, uh, I, I think it was. He, he crashes in. Um, he sits in the back pilot seat, and yeah. the other pilot's like in front of him. And I think the the uh, other pilot says, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, "He says, just do what I say, and no one gets hurt." And watch that potty mouth, son. That's right. And not only did he did he make the guys safely land the plane, not to destroy government property, right? But he lectured them for like twenty minutes on how to be good Americans. <laughs> 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 you know, and like little stuff like that is, you know, I I, I do love I love Captain America, man. I, I I love his character. I mean, he is kind of a man lost in time. And he kind of like can, you know, emulate those values of what you know what we should be, almost to a cheesy point. Um, but anyway, so I think it's also like, uh, if, you know, just to, get to give another Superman example, like <clears throat> Superman, like the like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, like the three of them. Not so much everybody else in the Justice League, but the three of them are like constantly looking for a loophole to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, that that. Uh, well, I don't think Wonder Woman's looking for a loophole. I think she's that's just, true. That's you know. true. She's just looking for an excuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a warrior. Yeah. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like that. Uh, Jeff Loeb. Uh, Michael Turner book. Um, Supergirl. Um, like when all those doomsdays, doomsdays are like attacking, and I think it's Batman that realizes it. You know that they're not. It's it's not proper life. Yeah. And like the moment he says it, Superman's just like. Fair enough, and like unleashes that like heat vision blast that like vaporizes all of them. Yeah, it's like a it's like a football field, <laughs> yeah. and it's like he's never done that before. And, and don't be wrong, like that isn't something that he you just do. And and uh, he gets up, and you know he's right. he's it, it took it wore him out a little bit. Yeah, it took everything out of him. But uh, I mean, not for like you know more than a couple minutes. But it, it was you know it was badass like to, to see that much raw power. And, like, there's kind of cool thing in, in Superman. Like, he, like, when he goes to Thermoscara in some books, he, like, floats a couple inches on the ground because he knows how they feel about men setting foot on the island. So he respects their culture and their, their beliefs by just loophole, a little bit of loophole. I'm going to float Batman. right here. Batman gives a fuck. Batman doesn't give a fuck. So, um, anyway. Yeah, what else? What else? So, uh, so, anyway, I watched that for a while, and during the time there, this – this new, uh, you know, um, Dragon Ball Z movie came out, and I guess it's the newest in continuity. And so I watched it, right? Well, and wait, wait, when you when you told me you were like, I watched that Dragon Ball Z movie, I was like, please say the live action one. Yeah, I disappointed you because <laughs> you know what? Like, like I watched I watched the the Goku vs Superman, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a fair shot. I'm gonna make sure it's just not I don't have my Superman bi- bias just you know blatant. So I took in time to watch that Dragon Ball Z movie, and it's like the one with Lord Vias or Lord some cat dude, um, and it's just weird. I mean, like I understand that it's it's Japanese, so it's a little bit culturally different, um, and you know there's there's a lot of tongue in cheek and a lot of comedy and whatnot, but it gets to the point, man, where some of it is just kind of like unforgivably stupid, and like 
Goku's character, where yeah, he's a hard worker, at the end of it, he's kind of a obnoxious, egotistical simpleton. Um, a very vain simpleton in regards to his fighting prowess. Like, he will sacrifice pretty much everybody he knows and anything that makes any kind of logical sense just so he can prove to himself that he's the toughest fighter there is. You know, like, he will let the Earth blow up instead of, like, teaming up with Vegeta just to let the Earth, the Earth, you know, I mean, just to just to stay in the fight, you know what I mean, and to prove how strong of a fighter he is. Um, and it, it gets to the point where, like, I just can't co-sign on it, really liking that character, like, liking his character. I mean, don't get me wrong, he can be, like, a kind of a cute fun little idiot, but at the end of the day, um, I mean, he did, he did make the right choice in that storyline, but, you know, basically the, the earth blew up, somebody could, you know, turn back time and then he stopped the bad guy. He's like, Oh, I guess I should just kill this guy. So he doesn't destroy the earth. And he did that, you know, instead of just, you know, seeing how far he can take it and, and giving the guy a chance to power up so he could power up and they could power up more to see him at his full potential. Cause that's what it's like to, to him. And like, you know, that's, Superman would never do anything dumb like that, first off. Batman, of course, would never let his opponent get some kind of advantage on him, uh, which goes without saying. But it's like they're just destroying parts of the planet um, just so he can you know, prove to himself that he's a good fighter. It's like, dude, you're already a good fighter, man. You're like the, the best fighter on the planet as it is. You've, you've destroyed other galactic threats. I mean, how much more proof do you fucking need, man? I mean, are, are you, is your self-esteem that low that you need constant verification right. uh you know your 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 first arch enemy kind of became your best friend even though you guys are still and then like vegeta his whole thing is he wants to keep goku alive because goku is the only person that challenges him to better himself because the whole saiyan race is about you know conquering you know and bettering yourself and whatnot um and i just think that it's just very the character and you know i know somebody's out there like oh dude you just don't really understand goku and I, like, I want to say, I said, no, I, dude, I don't think you understand Goku. I think that you're applying these values to Goku's character because you want to see him blow stuff up and, and reach the next the next stage of Super Saiyan 15 and whatnot because that's how Dragon Ball is. And when it comes down to it, like, his character is really fucking thin. It's really one-dimensional. It's like, how powerful can I be, you know? Um, and I, I, it's just, I, don't, I, I don't really like that aspect of Dragon Ball Z. And also, guys just sit around and talk for five minutes before throwing a punch, and that shit gets old. So, you think that'd be unfair to the Dragon Ball Z fans? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, you know, it's it's hard to say. Like I said, without like I, I'm not really um, that knowledgeable. Yeah. Um. And like, okay, so my, my buddy Anthony he let me hold the DVDs, and I, I had the the strict intention of watching all of them. And uh, I got to the third disc, and the third disc was missing. And uh, I've made zero attempts to try to fill that void. <laughs> like I watched two discs worth of material and I couldn't get into it. But you know, I think that might be a, a more of a, a MP than a YP. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by that? More of a, my problem than a, your problem type of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. like I, I, uh, I think I may just not be hip to Japanese storytelling. Like overall, like every now and then I'll come across something that I dig like Akira or Fist of the North Star, or something like, you know, very random and, and obscure to an extent. Yeah. Um, but like... Ninja Scroll. Yeah. And and even that is like, yeah, hit or miss. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I, I owned it on VHS, but I never thought I never felt the need to buy it on DVD. Yeah. Um. So like, I, I just am not sure if if Japanese storytelling speaks to me. I might be too too Western, and you know, I can't think. You know, I don't know. Whatever people say when when American people can't get into like foreign films, um, I may be guilty of that because like I love Transformers. I love G One Transformers. Even like the Japanese continuation of G One. Yeah, I I, 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 I haven't made my way through it yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've had, I've had, I've had just about thirty years to get it under my belt. You know, and I, and I haven't been able to quite get through it yet. But well, it's, it's, yeah, man. But like, I mean, I, there's like, I mean, I'm a Netflix Hulu guy, and there'll be some Japanese animation show that'll pop up on like Netflix or Hulu, and like I'll watch, I'll watch the whole series. You know what I mean? And you know, some of it's good, some of it's crap. I mean, if, if I can't get into it, I can't get into it. Um, it is a different storytelling, but I mean, a lot of it does, you know, hold my attention. I don't get me wrong. I might, you know, be painting models or, or you know, while it's on the in the background. But I'll, you know, I'll I'll finish them. I wouldn't say that I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge anime fan. I'm not like hitting up Dragon Con or anything. And and if you ask me, have I seen what's a whatever it is? I might have to Google it first and then like, oh yeah, I saw that. It was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so it's not going to make a last I, lasting impression on me. I think you meant Otacon. Otacon? What's Dragon Con? Dragon Con is like a general pop culture nerd. Oh, okay. Best. My bad. Otacon. Well, Otacon is like, uh, it's like the SDCC of anime, and it happens in Baltimore, of course, because it's like the thing we're not really into. Yeah. Um, but it happens like yearly. Apparently the parties are really good. I mean, I'd go for, I'd go to one just to check it out. Yeah, I would too. But, uh, but you know, back to like the Dragon Ball Z man. I just even the the guy who writes a story, like apparently he is like a horrible memory. Like this is this is something somebody else explaining Dragon Ball to me. You know what I mean? And so like, you know, there's like huge incontinuity with like the age of people and whatever. It's it's almost like it's like this dude doesn't even care about his own fucking story, man. You know what I mean? It's like right, 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 right. It's like you don't care about your fucking story. Why the fuck should I care about your story? You know, it just comes down to people blowing shit up and, and being uber powerful for the sake of being uber powerful. And, you know, it, it, it got kind of default back to that. Like, you know, fucking stoners back in the late nineties were really hip to it, made it popular. And the kids that really like it today, you know, were younger and just watch it because their older stoner brother was watching it and they kind of stuck with them, which I can appreciate, you know, right. if I go back and look at some of the, the bullshit I liked when I was a kid, and I still <laughs> like it. It's not because it had a, a super great story. Now, I will say that kids from the 80s are lucky because we did have great characters, you know. Um, but, like, you know, I, I love me some Brave Star back in the day. But that if you watched that show recently, that shit is horrible. Oh, yeah. um, oh man. Don't do yourself a favor. Don't do it. So, what did, oh, what did I watch? Oh, He-Man. God. Like the old He-Man cartoons. Oh, God, yeah. They're, yeah, they're fucking, rough. Fucking horrible. He-Man. It's me, Skeletor. <laughs> now that modern He-Man wasn't bad. I like that one. No, that was great. Yeah, that was great. So um, anyway, that's uh, that's my my nerd update collection rant that lasts like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I think you know, gonna... the funny thing is when when you when you said something to me earlier about what we're gonna do, and I was like, man, I got not eat anything today. Right, Fuck, I'm gonna have nothing to talk about. So and, and yet here we are. Yeah, tag you're it. So I, uh, I I read Jupiter's Legacy. Oh uh, yeah, you tell me about that. Which is an image book, 
and uh, I think I'm a bit late on it. It's a, but I think only also volume one is available in trade, and they're doing like a another book, like Jupiter or something else. It's like the Golden Age story. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is the first Image book I've really read in a long time, and I know Image has got like a lot of positive like press behind them right now for a lot of their like their titles. Um, like Image has become like this real power hitter in the last year, mm-hmm. um, or so. And uh, anyway, it was it's quite good. It's like uh, I, you know I told you about it earlier this week, but it's you know it's like this this guy uh, Utopian or Utopia or some such shit, and he's he's basically Superman, so we're going to call him Superman from here on out. And he got these powers. He's a, he was an Earth Earthling, and he got these powers with his family, like brothers, sisters, or wife. They went to this island. Blah blah blah. Well, his kids are like douchebags. Um, it's like takes like jumps ahead like fifty years in the future or whatever, and his kids are like douchebags, and like they're out for like endorsements, and the, they have like a son and a daughter, and the son's like a super douchebag, and the daughter's just kind of like a drug taking uh, promiscuous gal, and uh, <clears throat> and yeah, well, um, the brother can. Uh, Superman's brother convinces uh, Superman's son to overthrow Superman, and uh, Superman's son like kills the fuck out of Superman, like kills the shit out of him, like holds him down and like unleashes this heat vision until there's just fucking skull and beard left. And uh, and then they turn this, uh, they turn the world into like a, a shithole basically. And uh, and and that's kind of where the story leaves off. So the daughter has a son, and and he is, uh, you know, he's going to grow up to be some sort of hero. It's obvious. And, establishment as it were but it was good i, I read that I, I finished up a couple of dc like new 52 books that have actually been outstanding um which has been a big jump for me because i haven't liked a new 52 book um really really liked it to date like court yeah. of owls was okay but like I, it's, it's a good enough story I, it just irritates the piss out of me that this whole like secret society has existed for hundreds of years and batman my fucking Batman. Of all no, people. Has no of all idea. people. Has you know what no mean? clue. Of yeah. all these years, they've never been able to do anything to give themselves away, even remotely, in all these years. Like, that, I just have a hard time getting over that conceptually. Yeah, it kind of, you know, doesn't suspend disbelief. <clears throat> yeah, and then, like, you know, all the stuff that, like, between, like, who's Batman? Is it Dick Grayson? Is it fucking Damien? Is it, like, you know, is it, is it, uh, is it Bruce Wayne? And the Batman? answer is... Sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is it Bruce Wayne back to the future? Is it Jim Gordon? You know, like it's just it's just been a bit too much for me in, Jim in general. But Jim Gordon was Batman? I missed that one. Yeah, recently I think. Um, so anyway, like uh I um I read uh Forever Evil, mm-hmm. which is outstanding. Like it has a very like back to basics, back to character kind of feel about it. Um and uh I can't remember whether it's Snyder or Johns that did it because they're like the big two writers over there now. It feels like, but I also read Snyder's Zero Year arc, um, which is like New Fifty Two's Batman, like canonical origin story. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty fantastic, and like he even like while he's like trying to put together the bat suit, which basically is a t shirt and pants. <laughs> Um, is this the one where he has like his arms exposed and there's like purple? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Well, I was gonna say he, he, he's rocking the purple gloves, which is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not mad at him for that. Uh, uh-uh, not at all. And those, he, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, you know the first first uh, appearance of Batman, he had purple gloves on, um, 
and and the hang glider. His cape was a hang glider. That's actually canon. And I think the purple gloves might have been a printing error, but I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but um. So anyway, the uh, it's his origin story, and it and it basically like to for Batman to kind of become you know the icon in Gotham uh, that Batman becomes. It's basically all because of the Riddler, um, and like the Riddler is like the main one behind it. Like the Joker's kind of responsible for Batman, you know, leading up to that path, but then. Uh, Riddler basically shuts down the grid in Gotham and um, Gotham is like without power for like a year. And uh, that's when Batman becomes, you know, kind of who Batman is. Um, But during the course of that, like Batgirl becomes who Batgirl is. Batwoman becomes who Batwoman is. uh, Black Canary becomes who Black Canary is. Like a lot of things start happening as, as, as a result of this like one event. And it's, it was pretty, it was pretty fantastic. I I have to. Is Wildcat in it at all? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong about that. I'm, you know, I'm like I don't recall it. A Green Arrow kind of rises to 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 Green Arrow level in 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 the same time frame. Gotcha. But he's um, is he in Starling or is he in Bat or Star City or is he in Gotham? Uh, he he's in Star City and he goes to Gotham. Okay. <clears throat> Tracking. Um. So anyway, it was it was very cool. Very cool book. Outside of that, I picked up some Marvel Legends and finished off my Hulkbuster wave, uh, which is relatively disappointing as a wave. Hulkbuster is actually really cool, though. Like that's, um, that's the build a figure, though, right? Yeah, that's the build a figure. Like I, 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 my intention was to sell them because, like, you know, the Iron Man that I have for my shelf is more of a traditional Iron Man. Yeah. So I just was gonna mess around with them and sell them, but now that I have them, I'm like, oh my god, he's kind of cool. I don't know if I can, I can part ways with him. This, this build, of, I mean, like, don't be wrong, man. Like, they're they're awesome, and you know, if I ever had like an endless supply of cash, I might jump in that game. Um, but uh, I do like that whole build a figure concept. I think he's a fucking genius. Yeah, he's um, this. Uh, I mean, it's 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 well painted. It's it's my only like big gripe is there. There's a joint issue in the torso, in the torso, and then there's a um, like the red that they chose as a base. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it would have <clears throat> it would have looked a little less toyish had it been like a uh, a metallic red more so than a uh, like this like they they use like one of those swirly plastic oh know, yeah give it the metallic look yeah not a, I'm is, not a, I'm not a fan of that which is which is better I think than um, had it just been a flat red because um, some of the pieces are flat red and mm-hmm. but at the same time if they would have had like a metallic finish to all that red I think it would. Nice, but it's still it's still pretty good. Like I still I can't bring myself quite to sell it yet. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I wanted like pretty. You're much all in, man. Yeah, I mean it's gonna happen. I mean, so. I'm trying to think if I bought anything else or did anything else or read anything else or watched anything else, and um, I can't. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Rob over at Comics Explained. Um, yeah, I've been watching some of his like stuff on uh, Secret Wars. Oh yeah, man, his stuff is awesome. Yeah, he's and, got a. Buttermilk of a voice, man. Mm. Oh my god, it's like it's like you know, like thick molasses. Mm. Love um, it, but it's it's. it's I, I I tell you, like not for nothing. Like I listen to it. Like I, I listen to it. Like I put that shit on. Like people put on like the ocean breeze. Like you know, I just put it on and just let it play like in the background while I'm doing things. <laughs> um, I love that dude, man. I, I love all those guys over there at the Winged Commander over there. Yeah, man, good, good dudes. Good dudes. But um, 
But they, 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 I've been watching a lot of his stuff on Secret Wars, and he's a big Marvel fan, so he's a little biased, of course. But uh, it does seem like like that book is going to be pretty cool. But I did read this week; it just like the final issue or whatever got pushed back till October. Really? Yeah, it was like all right, so. This is the fucked up thing about it, right? So it's supposed to come out this month, and it got pushed back till October. But like everything that's slated after Secret Wars Part whatever comes out this month. You know what I mean? Oh. So like. Like they, they have to like they had to make a decision, and I don't think they've made the decision yet. But it's either they they release their books and kind of let the chips fall where they may, as far as spoilers or whatever might come from them. Or who's, they, who, who's drawing that book? I don't know. I don't know offhand. Um, it's good art, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've seen it, you know, on the on the shelf at uh, our local local store, and it's just you know my thing, guys, is like. You know, I've got a. I'm a grown man. I got enough collections as it is, and I just don't collect Lucy's anymore. That's what we call yeah. loose comic books. Um, so I can't wait till it comes out in trade paperback. But um, anyway, what were you saying? Well, just that, like, uh, it, like you know, from from looking at the stuff that they're doing, um, like story lo- story line wise, it's pretty sick. Um, they go to like like they're basically doing like a multiverse kind of a thing, and they're kind yeah. of it, it kind of seems like this is shaping up. To be there in, in uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths, yeah, uh, in a lot of ways. But like, uh, one of the like the universes that they go to is basically the DC universe, really. Yeah, except like it's not, you know what I mean. But it is <laughs> like like there's like this character called like you know uh, the the medieval knight, and he has like a helmet, and he's all in black, and you know what I mean. He's like a he's clearly the Batman character, and then there's like clearly a Wonder Woman character, and there's like a uh, there's a speedster, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there's like a guy who wears like a rainbow suit. <laughs> okay, he was supposed to be Green Lantern. Um, so like anyway, but it's, it's, and then like the the kind of the consequences and stuff that took place there. Ooh, but what's what's fucked up about this book is that like they're gonna have to make a decision here shortly whether to release these other books on time and uh, kind of throw caution to the wind in regards to any spoilers that it may cause, or yeah. hold on to everything until after Secret Wars you know finale comes out like a month later, which I don't know how much revenue they can afford to lose. I mean, you know, especially given, you know, <clears throat> Marvel's departure from Marvel here just shortly. I, yeah, man, that's, that's a, that's a tough position. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's like Mar- Marvel, in, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kicking ass right now. And now it's like, man, they might've just screwed the pooch with this one. Um, because this is their big, this is their big event. You know, everything has supposedly been leading up to this point. You know, and then is, does Marvel now start after that, or was that the last, the last no, before? Well, I don't know because Marvel now is already done. It's already going, and I don't know if they're including it or not. Like, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with Marvel now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, it won't affect you and me because we'll wait for the trade paperback anyway. Right. Um. But yeah, I guess there'd be a lot of Marvel fanboys out there that'll. A little butt hurt ski. Well, they and, um, and like, what if like you know, I don't know, like what what if you like you know, Spider Man was your favorite character, and the Spider Man book that's supposed to take place after the last issue of Secret Wars, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, like the very first panel. What if he's like, I can't, I still can't believe Captain America, Iron Man, and Doctor Doom all died in a ball of flames that was created by Invisible Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Or like something ridiculous. Like it's just like I don't know. Obviously, it wouldn't be anything that forward, but you know, theoretically, like you could run into those sorts of issues where books that are supposed to complement that series end up, you know, kind of hurting it. I have a feeling, like everything else, is that the last book is going to cause some re- reboot, 
you're going to go, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to start five years into the future after that event, and probably nobody, not Cinematic Universe, the comic book universe, and probably nobody's going to, you know, recollect what happened. Cause what, what is it, what is it, uh, Universe 67 or 60, 616? Yes. That's what it is, 616. So that, that's like the standard, you know, Marvel comic universe. I don't, I don't remember what the, uh, I don't remember what the, um. The cinematic universe is so yeah. not that it matters. It's a bunch of you know, it's, it's a bunch of it's imaginary bunch numbers. Of <laughs> 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 it's a bunch of excuses to tell stories that don't fuck up the story. Yeah, yeah, which I'm I'm okay with. I'm yeah, me too. Um, well, that's that's cool, man. I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad for those guys eagerly awaiting it. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody about it like directly who's read it. Like you know, the guys at the comic story. Hey, how's this? Oh yeah, it's awesome. All right, cool. And that's all right. you know. That's all they're going to give you. Yeah, that you know? sucks. That, so. Like you know, I, I I hate that. Like I I would probably never be able to be a comic store owner. Oh, don't buy that, dude. That's shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was going to ask you about a business venture later, Bobby, but never mind. <laughs> right. Um. So anyway, um. Well, in other Marvel news, it seems like the the producer. Uh, how do you see this guy's name? Is it is it Fig? I'm, I'm, I'm going to just read this part. Yeah, just read it. Um, let me find it. Basically, Marvel, they're getting rid of a guy that was a liaison in some capacity between Marvel Comics and... Yeah, Ke- Kevin Kevin uh, Fig, Fig, whatever his name is. <laughs> what did you call me? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Sorry, so this Sorry is Kevin. The, uh, this, is the, this is the report. This is from News Around. Um, which is like a big pop culture news source. It's like for the guy who like is not into this type of shit, you know, heavy. That's like, oh, Newsarama. Well, that sounds like a credible source. Yeah, it, it is. Like, it is actually a pretty credible source. Um, Marvel's film division is no longer under the oversight of Marvel Entertainment, according to the Hollywood Reporter. In a move reportedly orchestrated by Marvel Studios, President Kevin Feige, let's say. Uh, Marvel's ultra-successful film division now reports directly to Walt Disney Studios and its chairman, Alan Horn. The trade indicates that this was done to remove Marvel CEO Ike Permutter from the equation, whom an anonymous source said led to, quote-unquote, several years of frustration with Marvel Studios and Walt Disney. This new corporate structure reportedly took effect in late August. Marvel Studios is taking the next logical step in its integration with the Disney Studios, joining Pixar and Lucasfilm and centralizing many of its film-related functions in Burbank, with Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige and co-president Louis Diaz-Basito, I know I butchered that shit, um, continuing to lead the Marvel Studios team, reporting to Walt Disney Studios Chairman Alan Horn, an unnamed Disney spokesman told The Hollywood Reporter. Everyone knows Ike is difficult. I don't know. Who's Ike? I don't know, but I know he beat Tina. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I, well, if Ike is in this, they they better they they better get him out. Yeah. He goes around on a beating rampage. <laughs> um, stated one of the Hollywood Reporter's anonymous sources, uh, everyone knows it's di- it, Ike is difficult. This has been a long time coming. Kevin has grown his entire career on. Kevin has grown his entire career under Ike, and now it just makes sense. So is Kevin still there and just going directly to to Disney or? I don't understand how this has to do with Kevin. Then, if they're just trying to get away from Ike, right? And when when did Ike? When, like, I, I feel like I need more information on Ike. Yeah, I'm not going to Google that. 
But uh, so the studio's president, Kevin Fage, is now reporting directly to Walt Disney. But who were they reporting to? I guess he was reporting to Ike. Well, Ike's, I, Ike's, Ike's, why is Ike causing such a, such a. I don't know, man. He just got, he just got. Oh, Ike, Ike Pearl Mutter. Okay, that's, that's the thing. The trade indicates that this was done to appease Marvel CEO, Ike Pearl Mutter. So the guy who's running Marvel, we probably look like so the guy who's running Marvel um, is now removed from the equation. So the film division is got nothing to do with Marvel Comics anymore. Basically, I mean, the, you know, business wise, mm-hmm. you know, they just they just go straight to the source. Well, I read an interesting article because um, you know Jeff Loeb is still kind of leading the way on the the TV cinematic universe, um, and apparently there's kind of like there's a little bit of beef. Um, between them and the the movie cinematic universe, you know that they're not really sharing stuff. I mean, if you look at you know, Agents of Shield, had had nothing said nothing about Avengers two or no lead up like it did with um, you know Captain America uh, Winter Soldier, and you know the cinematic universe is still crushing it. I mean, Ant Man was pretty popular, and uh, of course, Agents of Shield has got a third season. You got Agent Carter's got a got a second season. Um, I don't know. If there's any other stuff coming out for the TV universe? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, Daredevil, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're talking about expanding that. You know, and, you know. You got Jessica Jones coming. Yeah, Jessica Jones is already shooting. Um, they're talking about a Power possible, Man, possible Power Man, possible Electra, possible Punisher, possible. But no, I mean, well, Punisher is in Punisher the next is season. in Daredevil. Yeah, there's possible. There's a possibility of Punisher getting his own series. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and even, even Daredevil, Daredevil, they just, you know, they referred a little bit to the Avengers, um, you know, a couple, a couple times it was subtle, but it wasn't, it wasn't direct. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, Ant-Man called the Avengers, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So, uh, you know, where they, they specifically said something about Stark. They were, they just, they kind of loosely referred to Thor's hammer. There's one screenshot about the. The Sakari, Satari, or whatever the hell they are, yeah. um, the not scrolls, the not scrolls, yeah. So I don't know, man. It it just you know Marvel. You guys got a good thing going. Uh, keep you know, keep your shit to, squared away. Well, let me ask you this: as like, uh, what do you want more from Marvel, and like, what do you want less of? Like with the movies that we've been seeing, you know, Avengers, you know, all of them, really. You know, when you think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper. You know, um, what, what have you liked? What have you not liked? Just generally, not not specific. It's not that I like Avengers two. To me, felt like all right. Not that I don't love the Avenger, the first Avenger movie, you know. But there's just parts about it that just seem kind of goofy to me, and it's like the first time they did it, so it's understandable, you know. And I, and I, and I felt like the Avengers two, Age of Ultron was kind of a better movie even though it had more plot holes if that makes sense um you just tell these guys i've done it before they're getting back to, you know we're getting the band back together it's just it's their second you know their second time upstage a little bit more confident the character's a little bit more fleshed out uh and i enjoyed that um right i enjoyed ant-man because i just felt like it was different uh you know you made the statement before and of course you know that like like every other joke is a, is a you know somebody's gonna step on a rake you know, and slam him in the face. It feels like that's just overdone, the, the Marvel comedy. I think that Daredevil 
Um, and I'm not a huge Daredevil fan. I like Daredevil. Right. Um, I'm not a huge Daredevil fan, but um, I think that that's just the perfect way that comic book stories can be put into live action. You know, that format where you're not really worried about a rating. You're, you, you have 10 fucking hours to, to really tell your, your story and the story keeps on going. I mean, that's kind of the, 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 that's kind of the beauty of comic book storytelling, you know, outside of other storytelling, because you don't, you never have them in, they just keep kind of going forever. And that's like the charm of them. Um, and so in that format, you can tell a, a chapter, close it out, you know, really dig into the characters and, you know, always have your imagination go to where the next place is going to go. You know, always kind of dream yourself, you know, that that story is going to keep on going. And with the movies, I I enjoy them, but I do feel like, you know, they've got to turn up another summer blockbuster. they got to, you know, rev up that, that big, you know, huge numbers that first weekend to make it worth their while or it's a failure. Um, and I think that that becomes the main focus besides the storytelling and, and sharing in these, these awesome characters. I, I like the anime thing that DC's been doing. I think DC's been killing it. I think they've they've been doing a phenomenal job with the anime for years. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see entertain. You know, I would like to see visual entertainment anyway. And I think it's going to evolve this way, where you know theaters are doing poorly. And, you know, that just happens. I mean, they're 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 not very profitable. Everything's being streamed nowadays. And I just see the future being like places like Netflix and Hulu, who make their own TV shows. And that's the way we choose to watch them, you know? Right. For me, like, I want a lot more villain development. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, with the exception of Loki, um, and kind of by default, Bucky, you know, we don't really have that many well-defined villains. Yeah, like Baron Strucker, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I had, like, two scenes. Yeah, and and I mean, and uh, I mean anybody else almost, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then if you look into like, you know, all this stuff is gearing up for Infinity War, and like, we've seen Thanos now in three movies: Guardians, um, Avengers, and Avengers Two. Yep. And yep. we still don't really know what his motivations are. Oh no, you know, and motivations, like, motivation. We haven't really, we haven't, they haven't really introduced the idea of death yet. You know? Yeah. So like Which I doubt that they will. That's that's too much for Disney. They really should, or, you know, or some sort of thing like that, where like because like that element of Thanos doing it all for a girl is like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um. It's it's just a it's it's my type of metaphor. Yeah. A woman to death. Um. Lol. Yeah. But the uh the the thing is 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 that like I I really feel like if if Thanos is just this like you know pop up book character. Where he's just gonna pop up here in an Affinity War and cause havoc, and then they kill him. It's like, okay, good, sweet, they killed him. And I understand that Marvel's focus is definitely on the heroes, and I dig that. But like, I feel like there's a lot more payoff for when Loki is beat. There's a lot more payoff seeing Loki in uh, Ragnarok or whatever. The, not Ragnarok, what this is the Dark World. Yeah, because they have developed him. Yeah, and everybody loves Loki. Yeah, because because they they put some time into him. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, I think that Ronan the Accuser could have been a great villain for Marvel, you know. But yeah, but he was kind of a throwaway too. And they kill him. You know, what I mean? I, that's like the part that kind of, you know, you ever seen that uh, the way it, I think it's the way it should have ended, or some something was making fun of him, and like Ronan grabs their hand too. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, let go. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. How it should have ended. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah, that um, and and, and Ronan is a, is a like everybody loved him. Like everybody loved like the character design. It was like Darth Maul all over again. Yeah, you know, uh, he was he was this badass warrior, and everybody loved his aesthetic. Yep. And like, what else do you need in a villain? You know, and they could have they could have carried that for ages. Yep. And especially with with you know with with Marvel obviously heading in a mystic intergalactic direction. You know, between Doctor Strange, Guardians Two, and all this shit that's going to prep us for Infinity War. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been a logical choice is to keep characters like him around. And they killed, didn't they kill Thanos' other daughter too? Uh, no, she got away. Okay, cool. Um, Nebula, she got away. Yeah, Nebula. So, like, you know, I don't know. I, I just that's that's a big criticism of mine. And my other criticism is is like I know it's the lighthearted universe, but like I want them to take themselves a bit more seriously because like. There's like this with these types of movies. Like, there's a thin line between laughing with us and laughing at us. Yep. And like every movie where like the the main character introduces himself and then has to reintroduce himself to to to, to declare it's not a joke. Yeah. It's getting really lame to me. And like, you want to hear about my story? It's not for the faint-hearted. And like, I, I really think that they should like like yeah, I'm fucking Mr. Fantastic. God damn it. Yeah. Why? Because I do fantastic shit. Mm-hmm. Like, can you make your dick this big? <laughs> That's why you're Mr. Average. That's why I'm Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, like... Oh, there's, a, there's another thin fucking villain, Doom. You know? Yeah. Oh, of course, that's not Marvel. That's course, that's Fox. But Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But that, that, that follows the same motif. But, like, Zod is, a, like... For his limited, like in, in Man of Steel, the, the limited amount of time that they, like all of Zod's kind of motivations are pretty much laid out right in the first 10 minutes yeah. of that movie. And he's still way more fleshed out than almost any other Marvel villain. With the exception of Loki. With the exception of Loki. Yep. And maybe, and, and, and Bucky by default. And like, you know what, Loki does that thing that Magneto does too, and I hope, I hope to God they do it with Lex Luthor. Where you're like, what if he's right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What like, if he is right? What so if you know? Villains, right? Yeah, there's there's the villain that um that 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 is fucked up, so he does fucked up things, like the Joker. Yeah, right? and then there's the villain that does fucked up things because he's doing the right thing, and that's Magneto. That's you know those characters, and then there's the villain that does fucked up things because he's a villain, and that's the most least interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. the one that wakes up and says, yep, another day is a tyrant. Get yeah. ready, world. God, I love being evil. <laughs> yep. You know? It's like it's like the guy in Schindler's List that goes out on the balcony. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. you know, just, just wakes up and can't wait to be an evil motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Who should I murder and torture today? Exactly. So, like, I, that's 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 one of my big things. And the other thing is taking it a bit more seriously. Because, like, you know, most people that I speak to um, agree that Winter Soldier is the best Marvel film. And I would also say that Winter Soldier is the most serious Marvel film. And yep. I don't think that that is by accident. Yep. I mean, there's a lot on the line. And it, it, it as, you know, as super as Captain America is, regardless of people say, oh, he doesn't have any superpowers. The motherfucker has superpowers, man. You know what I mean? I mean, right. he's, it's the pinnacle of human evolution or whatever the fucking people say. I mean, because, you know... And I got to go back and check my old Marvel, you know, cards, you know, playing cards. But there was a time that he did officially in canon have super strength, 
now he just kind of has like, you know, Olympic, not quite super strength, like pseudo super strength. Right. Anyway, he still is. It, it was a challenge for him to do what they needed to do with the ragtag team, and there was huge, there's huge global consequences without it being fucking goofy, without it being a giant growing island in the middle of the Atlantic. You know what I mean? Um, right. And so that, like, that's like that, that's probably my biggest complaint about superhero movies. Like, that's why I love Ant Man because you know what he's just trying to do to save the kid. Why can't he just save the kid? Yeah, yeah, I dig that. I you dig know, that. but 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 at the same at the same notion, you know, Yellow Jacket is a prime example of what I'm talking about on the other end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it almost is just too simple. Like, oh, he's just you know he just been he's been messing with the pin particles and made himself crazy. That's that's a little too much for me. Right. So. Yeah. So um. Moving on to our uh, discussion topics for the week, uh, we're going to try to like talk about some of this sexism uh, that's been a hot button like this last year. Now, obviously, these aren't necessarily the hottest topics, and like we've discussed before, um, you know, your mom's basement isn't necessarily the, the best place for uh, hot topics because we're we're, we're basically um, we trade weight everything, yeah, and uh, other outside of that, we just read the same article you do so we'll obviously talk about some news here and there but this is just something that's been going on uh throughout the year uh this past like the past 365 days and uh it's this over sensitivity arguably or um controversy regarding some some covers and in perfect uh in perfect uh, balanced ways we have one from marvel and one from dc hmm. so the first one i want to talk about which I think is going to be the the, uh, the least you know kind of discussion worthy is uh is the the Spider Woman variant cover uh, done by Milo Minera I think is his last name how it's pronounced I could be wrong about that but uh, it's the one where Spider Man just breaks over the uh, Spider Woman rather just breaks over the lip of the so to speak uh, building and is now onto the her ass is in the air and her head is like at an angle that supposedly is, you know, anatomically impossible. Um, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it, it, you know, people got, uh, super irritated about it. And I think even time magazine like chimed in on it, like, like, you know, quote unquote, legit news sources, uh, offered their two cents and, and, and said that, you know, the suit is too tight. It's a skin tight suit. No suit could possibly ever fit that tight. Um, you know, her ass is on display. Uh, they would never do this to a male character. It's sexist. Um, you know, it's advertising sex. Uh, you're limiting your uh, audience. You're alienating your audience. And uh, I hope you and all of your young boy readers are happy. It was kind of the response that it got. And people were yeah. pretty passionate about that response. Um, so, like... <sighs> Let me just – I, I yeah, just want to yeah, say please, one thing. Please, please. First off, there's a couple elements that make – that have made comic books their kind of own art form. One is the motion. You know, like, you know, a good comic book art has this motion, has this, you know, action to it. You know, it's it's like a – it's a visual verb. Is that – you know, am I, am I explaining that well enough? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Bright colors, sure. right? A lot of contrasting colors and exaggerated proportions. There's always been a kind of exaggeration. Like if you look at a picture of any comic book character, um, you know their shoulders and their head, their their, their shoulders and their, their their torso is so much out of proportion than their head. Most comic book characters' head is too small, like almost almost a third too small. 
because you, you, you make them bigger than life. And regardless of it's male or female, there's just a, a huge aspect of exaggeration that should be involved. And it just goes along with the, the medium. You know what I mean? It, it, that's, just, that's just what it is. Um, in regards to the, the they would never do it to a man, of course they did. That is a homage to a Spider-Man cover. Amazing where, Spider-Man number 30. Yeah, which was <laughs> the same. It's like, it's, like, it's like him on like a pile of shit, and, but he's in the exact same pose. Yeah. Like, exact. And they've had Peter Parker and, and pants so tight, you can see that he was circumcised. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, you know, the, their whole premise is just fucking bullshit. And again, it's it's outrage for the sake of outrage. Uh, I'm 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 fucking sick of it myself. Um, and I don't know, man. I'm, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go. Well, well here's my thing. Like, uh, and and I agree with everything you said. And I think yeah. that it's absolutely an homage. And I also think that like skin tight clothing. I mean, like, let's talk about it, not necessarily from that cover, but just from the, like, like you said, like the sake of the art, like when you draw a superhero, you draw the human form naked. and then you, and then you, and naked, and then you, <laughs> and then you place lines where their boots are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every character is drawn that exact same way, you know, every now and then at like an elbow or a hip put in a few wrinkles just 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 so people know like oh yeah it is a suit remember with, with remember. the exception of the modern jim lee stuff where he's actually making it look like armor yeah um, or or like you know there's obviously exceptions you know frank miller has never really been that way and yeah. you know there's there's plenty of people that don't do it that way but for for just the general you know blanket statement of comic book art that's how it's done it's the naked human form minus a penis plus a bulge with lines lots of nipples Lines minus the nipples, lines for gloves, lines for boots, you know, lines for belt, you know, and like that is the typical comic book artistic style. And like, so, so to say like skin, it would never be this tight. I'm like, well, uh, obviously, but it hasn't been this tight for anybody ever. It's funny how like artists like Alex Ross became popular because they, they went against the norm and started like making more realistic clothing folds and seam lines and and stuff in in their artwork and it was like a different spin on the art form because it's it's not what you were used to it wasn't like the standard you know look um but yeah you're absolutely right i mean it's been that way forever i mean does that well that doesn't make it right it just makes it what it is that's right. just the, that's just the style you know and, and, and not only that but like so here's here's my other here's my other my other argument so like then they say well it's you know it's harmful for you know the way that women see you know themselves, and, and I'm like, wait, a, wait a fucking minute, dude. Like, how many? Like, just go into a fucking magazine shop, which is a lot more like any place that sells magazines, like your grocery store where women go. And I'm not being sexist; I'm just being honest. I go with my wife to a grocery store every now and then, and guess who I see in there in abundance? Women. Hmm. So women go into these grocery stores. They have their daughters with them in these grocery stores. They walk past the magazine aisles, and what's on them? Women wearing next to nothing in the most seductive pose they can get away with for that relatable topic that the magazine is about. And it's not Playboy. Nope. It's it could Cosmo. Be, it, could, it could be Cosmo, which is like which is like kind of an extreme, or it could be fucking Reader's Digest. Yeah. You know, and, and it's still going to be a woman. Or it name. could be Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. And, and like so, so it's just it's aggravating because I'm like there's like this huge double standard, and if you think like like obviously like we, we talked about last week, like 
we're the, we're the fathers of daughters exclusively. So yeah. we're very cognizant of the, of the female image and the way it's portrayed and, and, and so on and so forth. Like, you know, however, uh, like I, I'm not a big fan of Barbies being in my house. You know, yep. we don't do, we don't do Barbies at my house. Now, if my, if my daughter wanted a Wonder Woman. Definitely not Brett's. Right. If my daughter wanted a Wonder Woman, which is a woman in her underwear with boots on, let's be real, I would be a-okay with it because my daughter would want Wonder Woman for what Wonder Woman represents, which is a strong, independent, powerful, badass chick, badass woman. You leader. Know? And, leader. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And like, like so like, if, if you want me to get upset with this image of Spider-Girl, Who's actually going to Spider be, Woman, man? Don't be sick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With this image of Spider Woman, who's who's actually like a strong character that is a, can be a pivotal part of a team. Yeah. And and you know to quote Beyonce, don't need no man. Yeah. You know, like, but you don't want me to be upset about Kim Kardashian on the cover of a, of a magazine. You know, with her ass sticking out. And don't get me wrong; it's not that I don't want to have sex with Kim Kardashian. I do, but I don't want to have sex with Spider Woman, and that's my point. I don't. I'd rather have sex with Spider Woman. Yeah, but if you oh, that, that ain't the question. That's not even up for debate. Okay. Like, <laughs> the, the, the question is is like you, know, <laughs> you ain't kicking you ain't kicking Kim Kardashian out of bed despite anything. Uh, um, so so the thing is is that like like that's my point. It's like there's this double standard just in terms of women and what they see is over sexualized, and it's and it's obnoxious. And, and and then on the other end, there's a double standard between the men because. You can't find a man with a job that has a body like any man in comics because in order to have a body like that, that needs to be your full-time job tending to that body. Yep. You know, so it's an unrealistic expectation. And any and, and for I think I just read some article recently that 47% of comic book readers were female. Yep. So if there's any woman out there that's like, "Ah, oh, this these men today, they just they just aren't sculpted the way that I like." And be, and they're basing that off of a comic book representation of what a man is supposed to be. Well, I hope you end up alone because yeah. you deserve it because you're a fucking idiot. You know, the, the one comment of it's selling sex is such a moot point because everything is selling sex. You know, that is that primal drive and desire. Like, like, um, Oh man, I was like reading something about robotics, you know, like uh-huh. robots in the future. And you know, the main focus of, the robotic industry is like, especially coming out of Japan. How do we fuck it? It's like, it's like, all right, yeah, we can't wait to make these robots. Not so they can drive us around. Yeah, they're going to drive us around and like do our jobs, but how can we fuck them as soon as possible? Because that is what it's all about. And like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I know there's lonely people out there that, you know, may need to fuck a robot. I'm not going to judge them. Uh, but don't sit there and say that sex doesn't sell or that, that, that you're not selling sex. Like everything is sexualized. Everything is sexualized, and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, or I'm not right, saying right, wrong, or indifferent. It just is what it is. You know that's why you don't see homely-looking motherfuckers selling shit on TV. You know you don't have an ugly, you know, overweight family at KFC because that's a reality. You have a young, you know, healthy-looking family with a mom that is is you know independent and can do what she wants, and she's doing it all. She's working full time, and does she need a man? Yeah, you know. Does she well, need a man? Well, it, it doesn't matter if she no, needs a man no. anyway. I need you to say she don't need a man. She don't need no man. Regardless she needs a man or not, because he's an idiot, because the, the most stereotypically used thing in our pop culture is the idiot dad. You know, from 
Homer Simpson to Peter Griffin uh, to any sitcom, like the dad is an idiot um, and is the most is, is becoming the most popular character. Um, so, but you know, you don't hear like, a bunch of dads getting around complaining about it because it's fucking you know it says what it is. You know, it's funny. I like it. I like Peter Griffin. He entertains me. Me too. Randy. From South, you know, it's funny that South Park isn't even about the fucking kids anymore. It's about Randy and his antics, which I don't quite get sometimes, but, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it's all about sex, man. Watch an episode of fucking Mad Men. That's all advertising is. It's, 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 it's that common denominator to our, our basic needs to reproduce. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to... You know, reduce us to uh, uh, you know some wild animals. We do have reason, some higher forms. But I mean, you know, being attractive and 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 being desired is something that is needed by people, and that's going to translate into other things. And know? it's also like like you know these these comics, like this cover in particular, but an overwhelming amount of comic book creators are men. Yeah. So, like, they are artists, right? Yeah. So they're going to express things as they see them. And obviously, like, you know, when you're a man and you're drawing a woman, you, you're, you're going to draw them how you like them. Yeah. You Wasn't know, the witch... Unless the, unless the character dictates otherwise. Was the witch... Was Witchblade's creator or writer a female? I don't know. Created that, by Mark Silvestri. Yeah, but I think I think the, the woman who... I think it was a woman that wrote her, like, wrote the most of the stuff. And, like, you know... You know, and... In most comic books, it depends on the artist, but the the writer do dictate what you know, what the panels are, or whatever. But I, it might not have been Witchblade; it might have been somebody else. But I remember it was an image artist, and I remember her saying, "You know, a lot of a lot of people think that this comic book is is uh, written by a man because of the way it looks." But I wanted to look this way, and I wanted to be a powerful character. And she's not scared to use her sexuality or embrace it. Um, I just thought that was I thought that was interesting. I can't yeah. remember the top. I know somebody out there's gonna. Kind of correct me on that one, and I appreciate it. And I don't like I, I don't know. I just like I also want to point out that the overwhelming majority of people that raised hell about this are not in the fucking culture. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's one of the problems with this this huge Hollywood success that we've always wanted. You know, like we talked, I think it was last week where we said like you know we're like only two combat movies this year. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know, when like there was a time where we wanted like one every five years. Yeah. Um, but like. You know, uh, it's it's just that w- w- with that increased exposure, we're getting a whole bunch of fucking assholes and dickheads into our fucking world um, that weren't there previously. That we are so us, we are so elitist. That want to tell us how to do business. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like don't fucking come in here and fucking move your weight around now. Yeah. You know, it, like it just, it just it just it pisses me off to my core. Um, and and this one like. And like you know, I've I've heard people say like you know I, I saw the thing online where like somebody put her in a position like this is how she would have to be, a three like, D model. Yeah, and that is like the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, you know, outside of like the centipede. But who the fuck took the time to build that, and for what purpose? <laughs> exactly. And, unless you were unless you were doing it for the lulls, I'm not into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if if you're in it for the laughs, then by all means that's awesome. But if you were in it to like prove a point about you know whatever your nonsense is, then I'm, I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't be less interested. I could yeah. not be less interested. In like, I mean, I had to slow down if you walk in front of me and I'm in my car. Right. Exactly. Like, it's just, <sighs> fucking people, like everybody needs a cause. Everybody wants to be fucking, uh, Bono. It's the, it's the age of being outraged. And I, yeah, am, what did you I, say last week? I uh, said, I am outraged by your outrage. 
I thought yeah. I'm out, outraged by meaningless outrage. I think it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm outraged by your meaningless outrage. Or your no, your. Damn, now I gotta go re- listen to it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, but that's like some tattoo level quote right there. Yeah, that's great. Um, but that is how it is, and I, I just don't understand why. Um, uh, this is an issue, and it like it's not even that overly sexualized. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, I've seen worse. I'm looking at Spider-Man's butt cheeks right now, man. Uh, and, and like, uh, I saw somebody <laughs> point out, like, um, you know, like I, I saw a video where they had like all these Spider-Man images, like through the years yeah. of um, of him, like in poses that are anatomically incorrect, that you know wouldn't be possible, and like, there's countless Spider-Man poses where he is fucking, his legs are spread wide open. Oh yeah, dick and balls, all sorts of up in your face. And can you imagine? Can you imagine what they would have done had they done that? Oh, yeah. Giant camel toe in your face. It would have been a nightmare. Yeah. You know? Like, I, uh, like, like I would say, like, okay, rap music is, is at, in its day, anyway, was fairly cutting edge. And there was a decent amount of outpour in that when Little Kim had a picture where she was, like, squatting down with her knees wide open. She was just wearing, like, a leopard skin bikini or something. And, like, so imagine comic books, which for some reason people think are this wholesome thing which they're not there's some of that it's overall a positive culture with positive people doing positive things yeah, but it in, also, in the face of adversity and exactly bad people yeah but, but it also you know it, it also does show the ugliness of man and it does show the ugliness of the world and you know and, and what it means to fight through that so like i think that people think it's this like a uh, very wonder bread type of property so they get outraged, like a woman's ass on the front of a cover of a comic book is like a big deal. And I'm like, where the hell were you assholes when Robin fucking Rob Liefeld was drawing women with a two inch waist? Yeah. Well, we took the art form serious then, because yeah. you just said degenerate, or you know, it was some it was some dumb shit back in the day. But now it's like mainstream. So now these asshats feel that they have the right and or the need to fucking say something about it. We've been doing just fine without you. All right, Time Magazine, we're good. All right, so go fucking, you know, take some fucking photographs of some starving kid in a third world country and how I need to feel guilty and uh, leave comic books the fuck alone. How about that? And, like, I, I just don't, you know, and I, now, I, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I don't think that, uh, and, like, here I am, I'm saying, I think I got so, I don't even think that Milo Minerva did this cover, so you might have to admit uh, I think I might have fucked that up. But anyway, like, I, I just think that, like, uh, you, you know, I, I, think, I think these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I think they're 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 mad because they don't understand the culture. And, uh, and well, you, you need to check your man privileges, man. I think you're getting down to that. Yeah. Yeah. So jump on the other one, too, because we're already in that tailspin of a rage. Okay. So the other one for me is even more upset. Uh, makes me more upset. Uh, but here it is, the uh, the the Batgirl variant cover. Yeah. Now I think that this one actually might have been done. Um, I, I had the name in my head because I was researching it earlier, and I think that this one might have been done by it. But I'll look it up. And look it up. But so it was. This is a uh, there was a series going around in DC uh, celebrating the Joker's seventy fifth anniversary. Um. So there was a series of variant covers done, excuse me, one of which uh, caught a fair amount of flack. But before we get into that one, 
we're going to talk about uh, just thematically all of them. All of them shared uh, certain uh, homages. All of them shared certain uh, themes. So the theme is always that the Joker has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. That's the theme. None of these variant books showed the Joker getting an ass whipping. They were all Joker being awesome and being better and overcoming the hero. Yeah. Um. So, for for instance, they did they did one where like you know the picture of um the Joker that's I think it's the I think it's the Dancing with Harley um that Alex Ross did uh against the black background yeah 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 like with yeah. These in the tux yes well they did one of that except he's dancing with wonder woman and wonder woman's facing him and he's like holding a bomb behind her back right mm-hmm. um there was one with him in the justice league where like he's beating all their asses there was one you know there, there, all of them were like there was one with him like sitting on top of the flash's shoulders like getting ready to kill him mm-hmm. um you know all of these now the one that people got upset about was the batgirl one where it's this black lit page and it's him and her under a spotlight and he has one arm around her and the other um hand is painting a smiley face um on her face and she's whimpering and uh, does he have the hawaiian shirt on in the in the i don't think so in the hat he's got the hat on it now he has the purple hat okay um so the big deal about this was well, okay, so it was an homage to the Killing Joke, but it wasn't purpose. Like its purpose, like that was like the, the second hand purpose of it. Like yeah. the first hand purpose of it was to to celebrate the Joker, and then the the second kind of reference to that artistically is that here he is with this character that he had a lasting consequence for. Yep. Um, those of you guys who aren't familiar, because you might be living in the cave, you know, in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. Called the Killing Joke was released by Alan Moore, uh, and he shoots and paralyzes Barbara Gordon, who is Batgirl, and she becomes the Oracle, who's quite possibly the most important person in the Bat family. Yeah. Now, the Killing Joke was a Elseworld. It was an Elseworld or outside of continuity book, but it was so popular and received so well, they brought it in line to when they, you know, kind of did away with Batgirl in the '80s and then brought her back. Um, they they incorporated that story. Um, to uh, you know, because of the popular how popular that story was. Yes. So, so to continue, um, uh, like I, I, I just don't know. I, so, people got upset because they thought it was celebrating to mainly for two reasons. One, uh, there is a they, were scene, ninny, they were ninny muggins. They were ninny, ninny. muggins. So they, they they were born into the ninny muggin culture. Um. Which is uh, where you lay the baby in a soft blanket of lily pads the moment it's born, and it has a very soft and protected life. Um, but outside of that, like, there's two main major components. So in the Killing Joke, uh, he's like, there's a scene where Joker's like taking Barbara Gordon's clothes off, and he's taking pictures. With Bar- Barbara Gordon, or Commissioner Gordon. Barbara Gordon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's taking pictures of her, and he and. Gordon sees the pictures, and that's what sends him into a rage. Yeah. Now, some people have thought that it was just Joker being crazy. And some people have thought that it was Joker insinuating, or Alan Moore insinuating that Joker raped 
Batgirl and sent Gordon the pictures. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I think at that point Gordon was chained up and naked on the on the Ferris wheel, like not the Ferris wheel on the little like tunnel of love torture right. thing. Right. Um. So he kidnaps. He, you know, he shoots Barbara Gordon, kidnaps, shoots Barbara Gordon, kids kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, and then Batman is coming uh, to to get him. You know, to save Commissioner Gordon. So continue. Sorry. So, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, Alan Moore has said the Joker did not rape Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Now, did he say that because you know, DC had his had a knife at his back? You know, maybe, but that's not really Alan Moore's style. No, not at all. Not only um, is that not Alan Moore's style, that's not really the, the Joker style. You know, like. Well, that's my thing. See, to me, Joker's kind of always been asexual. Yes, because that's just that's just sex. Is too sex is too much of a logical motive to ever be Joker's motive, and I think that Joker realizes that, and that makes it makes sense in Joker's crazy world. And the and the best way that I can explain Joker's craziness, and I'm going to borrow something from somebody. They said the reason that Joker's so terrifying, and he's the kind of guy that if you met him in the street, he would shoot you because your shoelaces are untied. Right. But then he might give you a hundred dollar bill and walk away. <laughs> right. Because your shoelaces are untied. You know, right. um, and and like that, like that's some true shit about Joker. Like it just like you know, it's it's for the lulls. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just, it's all, dude, for all for the lulls and the mayos. So I mean, I don't know. But continue, continue your <laughs> but story. Yeah. So so um, the other so first of all, I I did. I'll be honest with you, I did always think it was a little strange that he was undressing her, but at the same time, when I read this book. Uh, when I read The Killing Joke a long time, I read The Killing Joke after the 91 Batman movie. Yeah. Um, or 89 Batman movie. And I, I only because I, I became obsessed with Batman and I was reading it. So I, granted, I was young and maybe didn't understand the concepts, but I remember reading it and I never remember thinking to myself, oh, he raped her. Yeah. He definitely raped her. I think it was more that she was sitting there bleeding from a spinal, from a, a gunshot wound to the stomach that affected her spine. And the Joker's taking pictures of that and showing... You know, her and either way, like I was definitely way more blown away by that that act of that that gunshot act of violence than I was, you know, even conjuring the idea of a rape. Yeah. Because it was just so random and so immediate. Yeah. Um, there was no villain monologue. It was just Open the door, boom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the God, other... as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm gonna go read that book again. Yeah, it's been yeah, too yeah. long. Yeah, me too. The other major bit of, of outrage was people were upset because she was crying, um, and they and they were saying, well, you know, showing her as weak, and she's this you know, really strong character, and they would never do this to a man, and blah blah blah. Now, let me say this first: this was also done by a group of people that that started that initiated this outrage by a group of people that did not come from our culture. Yeah. If they had, they would probably know that all of us have probably seen every single one of our heroes cry at some point. Yep. Every single fucking superhero has cried at some point. So like, I mean, I I don't think anybody's cried more than Batman. You know, I was just thinking the exact same thing. Like one of my like, one of my most like uh, it, it, like I, people, some people don't like this book, and I think that they should reevaluate themselves. But like an identity crisis when he can't save Drake's father, 
and he's holding Robin, and Robin has now become as like truly like as like a, almost like being part of the Bat family is a fucking self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and Robin is now orphaned, and Batman cracks like. That is one of the most powerful things I've I've ever come across in comics. Just that moment, like and then down at the bottom, it says Batman and Robin. Yeah, like I don't know, like I, I've seen every single hero of mine cry. You know, Superman, Batman, Parker cries at the do- drop of a dime. Oh yeah, man, he's always crying. So like, they don't know what, what the hell it is that they're that they're talking about. Um, and 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 but this is why they were upset. Uh, so. They started a hashtag um, because they're they're hashtag warriors, um, and they started a hashtag called I think Kill the Cover, Stop the Cover, and then people started one saying Keep the Cover, and it became like a big Twitter fest. Well, these these Stop the Cover people started fucking threatening the livelihood and health of DC Comics executives and. That makes sense. That's the next logical move. Exactly. If somebody does something you don't like. How, at, my, my question to you, Adam, how do you stop violence? Oh, yeah, by killing people, by killing, obviously. That's the, the number one way to stop violence. Oh, yeah, of course. You kill everyone. Yeah, no more violence. Who can commit violence? There you go. Sounds like a plan. So so this is this is their reasoning. You know? like, this is how they see the world. They see a picture of Joker and Batgirl. Joker is making Batgirl have a smiley face and laughing. Batgirl is crying. When they see this image, they see, oh, we're celebrating rape today, are we? And then they see, well, there's only one way to stop this you know, madness of this rape celebration that DC Comics seems to endorse. DC Comics, the bigger endorsers, the biggest endorsers of rape in history. Ever. 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 Easily, number one, like DC Comics, it stands for Dick and Cunt. <laughs> uh, raping everybody up in here. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, so, so it is to kill or threaten or scare the creators into their wants and needs. Uh, man, seems legit to me. You know, like you're taking fictional violence. Uh, and 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 Making offering it, it as a solution, real world violence. Yeah, man. And and like I, like they uh, like you know other like the the current creator that was on because this was a variant cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. This wasn't a you didn't have to buy this cover to support this book. You didn't have to buy this cover to continue reading the title. This was a collector driven cover, right? Yeah. So the the guy who was working on Batgirl at the time was like, you know, I do feel like this isn't really consistent with what we're doing. Batgirl at the moment, and cool, fine. But you know what? This isn't about Batgirl. This is about the Joker. Period. And these are the same guys that will that complain about this. That'll probably like try to defend somebody with some kitty porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's fucking crazy to me. Or or, or they'll use kitty porn as like a point of reference for their argument. Yeah. Well, look what happened to Jared, and guess what he read growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know it, it's it's I, I can't I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. So like a lot of people apparently were tweeting uh, these these stop the cover people. Yeah, and instead of and like not not even tweeting them angrily, just tweeting them conversationally. Like, look, we understand that you are not from this world, 
but here is what this cover is about, blah, blah, blah. No response, instant block. Really? Yep. That was how they did business. Makes and sense. D- I, don't DC- wanna, I don't want to hear any reason. DC pulled the cover, and the artist said, like, he was like, he was like, yeah, I think they should pull the cover. He was like, I never create anything uh, with the intention of it causing harm to people. And the moment that they started threatening people with harm, then by all means, stop the cover. Mm. So, like, you just fucking, with violence, like, do people not see the flawed logic in that shit? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And, like, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to explain it to you. I might need to sit down. Okay, I'm seated. All right, you ready? Seated. These ready. fucking assholes don't really care about the merit of their message. They just want to be heard because whatever happened to them, they weren't challenged enough as children. They didn't they didn't get enough, you know, bumps and bruises. So their fragile little egos are so sensitive and they have a need for conflict because, you know, we're animals that need to go out there and and you know, have a little feel of danger. They have to invent conflict over bullshit. But a conflict that they can safely retreat from taking moral high ground and it really doesn't have any effect on anybody because heaven forbid they, they'd be outraged for something, you know, serious. Yeah. Well, you know, that, here's, like, here's another, like, you know, hunger or, well, you know well, what I'm saying? But not only that, let's get, let's hit a little bit closer to home. What about countries that are led by religious zealots or cultures that are led by religious zealots that treat women like a piece of shit? Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's so now, fine. You don't. You don't understand their cultural ways. Now, oh, now you're a racist. You know, like I think, like, like you know, we talked about politics a bit last uh, episode, and we talked how you're a bit right of center, and I'm a bit left of center. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't consider myself to be a liberal. However, I do believe that liberals have themselves forgotten what it means to be. Liberal. Yeah, liberal. Being liberal doesn't mean that you apply your morals and ethics to this country and leave it there. Liberal means that you have a way of seeing the world uh, and, and, and the, the entire world needs to kind of get on the, on the same page. Like it's not okay if you are a liberal. It's not okay for you to say, no, a, a woman here should be able to have the right to vote and you know, should, should not be able to be raped legally and should you know, be safe from violence and should be able to be her own person and independent and live on her own and, and, and have her own thoughts and speak her own mind, et cetera, et cetera. That, that is how you should see women. But that it is not okay to not apply that to the woman living in Iran or wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or the woman living in some... Ooh, some right. Oh, now you're racist. Right. Or, or, no. or, 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 or to, to avoid that, you know, the, the woman living in some, uh, you know, uh, Mennonite or possibly even, you know, Amish that, that isn't entirely happy with the way that she has to lead her life. You know, it's not okay not to apply those same morals and values there just because they're a different culture. That is not okay. Yeah, you're not a cultural relativist. Exactly. Yeah, you have to. And for, for those of you guys who aren't who aren't following with the with the show notes, you know, a cultural cultural relativism is fucking bullshit. And I mean, just because it's somebody's culture doesn't mean it's right. Um, there's plenty exactly. of examples of cultures out there that are fucking dead wrong for what they were doing. Um, but anyway. More of a philosophical thing, not a political thing. But continue. So, so, so like, don't don't tell me, don't fight your fight about the Batgirl cover when you're not trying to stop fucking women having their fucking clitoris chopped off in some third world country. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Because that's what I want to stop. Because the thing is, is that they can fight this safe fight. 
See, this exactly. is a safe fight. Exactly. And they can be outraged and they can show their moral you know, superiority of this safe fight. But I, I'm not going to go try to change the way somebody else is, is, is living. Aren't you in awe of their progressiveness? Yeah. They're just so progressive. It is amazing. So they see things 10 steps ahead. Little progressive progressors. They should they should work with that lady with the scan gun. They should. <laughs> they definitely should. Finding a job that suits their sensibilities. Fucking. Well, that's what happens when you spend two hundred thousand dollars to become a to work at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, but that's a whole that's a whole other conversation, and frankly, that's not my fucking business. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. So. Um, um, you know, just, I mean, I've kind of, you know, weighed in a little bit already, but it, it does come back to th- this, I, I really, man, this is going to get way political. This is why we need comic books more than ever. Um, cause they can show us, you know, the, the struggles out there that some of us are too spoiled to experience struggles on our own. Um, it, it, people are getting adverse to struggle because they're so spoiled that they see shit like that. And I, it really worries me about the state of people, man. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I feel like, you know, people are just going to start folding. Um, if anything ever really happens, like anything well, yeah. bad ever happens, like they're just going to be all, they're, they're just going to be jumping off the bridge. You know what like, I mean? Jump, jump off this bridge of the stock market. What was that like, thing that was his face? Was it Terrence? G? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Terrence. What about him? No, remember he and then, yeah, you said that saying, like, uh, you have people, like, jumping off the bridge like the stock market crash. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he was, he was awesome. But continue. Um, yeah, but, like, uh, you, you know, here's my other thing. Like, uh, you know, because people were saying this is a censorship issue and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, I, and I do agree, but I'll tell you why I agree. Like, and it, just to kind of echo your thoughts about, like, you know, people becoming so um, weak yeah. You know, that they can't handle any sort of conflict of interest in any in any way, shape, or form, that they just shut down and have to fight it. Like, here, here's my thing about that. Like, what are artists supposed to do? Aren't they not supposed to make us feel something? Aren't they not supposed to, like, challenge the way that we see things? Mm-hmm. So, like, well, this, we- this is art for money. How? You know, this is, you know, that's, what, that, that's their argument. You know what I mean? This is just for profit. This is just selling... The rape culture and sexism. Yeah, whatever, man. It's fucking like, nonsense. Like, like, nonsense. like, they just did exactly what you think art should do, and you're yeah. mad at them for it. Yeah. People live in conflict, dude. They, they live in conflict with their their ideas are so contradictory at their fundamental base that they have to live this lie of bullshit because if they start challenging themselves, it shit just falls apart, man. Oh, it just falls apart. And I, you know, it's it's funny, man. I, you know, I was a, I had this philosophy professor, and he he said something phenomenal to me as a young man, um, into the class, and uh, he said, "Don't be," he said, "Don't be scared." And this isn't a pro-abortion thing, but just hear me out. He said, "Don't be scared to, you know, uh, the your your ideas are abort your your you know, your ideas and your beliefs become like your babies. He's like, don't be scared." These are the really truth. They will survive anybody's bombardment. You know what I mean? So don't be, don't get so tied up that nobody can challenge your beliefs or whatever. You know, because if they're if they're truth, and in your you're you're trying to find truth, you're trying to find real meaning, you're trying to find real knowledge and wisdom. 
if they're if they're truth, then no matter what anybody throws, it's going to bounce off, yep. impervious, kind of like Superman. But if they're bullshit and they evaporate on you, they'll be so broken and you know just find the truth, you know, figure out what you were right, what you're wrong about, and move the fuck on. You know, if that's what you're chasing, if you're just chasing an illusion, well then you know you're going to fucking have a bad day. And uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw that cover, my first thought was not rape. Mm-hmm. My first thought was just like, oh shit, this is, this is, you know, like he fucking shot and paralyzed and, and she's wearing the bat suit, right? Yeah. Like he killed Batgirl. Yeah. You know, like he killed Batgirl and this is him arm draped around Batgirl, Batgirl knowing that the end of Batgirl is just over the horizon. You know, yeah. like that, that to me is what it evoked. And no point was I like, yeah, he raped the shit out of her. Didn't he? Like, so, so who, what type of person are you? If you saw that cover and you first thought this is a celebration of rape. Ooh, good point. Little Freudian slip there. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, let's put that out there. Isn't that a bitter, bitter, bitter pill to swallow? It is a little bitter berry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, you know, I think we, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean it, it. It does come back to like the the, the sexist thing, and uh, you know I don't even know I don't even know what to put it. And, it. and it's like you know, my wife and I we we love um, female comic book characters. Every like we said before, every one of our daughters is his name is inspired by a character. You know, my wife is not she's not even a comic book fan per se. She's probably never bought a comic book in her life that wasn't for me or for a gift or anything like that. Um, but I, I bet you she knows every backstory of every female comic book character in the DC universe, at least, because you know, she's more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan. Um, but she loves herself some Robert Downey Jr., so let's, let's not even get that in there. Um, and she loves those characters. You know, they just – and, you know, that, that's what we want to teach our daughters about. And we're doing it through this through this uh, device of comic books. Um and you know, I would like again. We're we're both pretty, pretty, uh, you know, right or left to center. Um, but I, I do think that we're probably conservative parents, both of us. You know, trying to establish good morals and whatever. And well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I, well, I don't think that necessarily means you're conservative. But, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I we're not like, oh, kid, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. No, you know, we don't no. care. You know, Na- nature will nature will train you with the skills needed to succeed. <laughs> And by nature, I mean the cul-de-sac in your suburban neighborhood. Yeah, just go go out there and be one. Like we're we're not those dads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, you know how I expect you to act. You better yeah, act you that will way. you will pick up that pizza tray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, oh, and that one? Oh, you didn't drop it? Oh, but you kicked it, didn't you? So pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's leave let's leave this place better than the way we found it, folks. Um, so, but yeah, I, I um I don't know. I I I want I like I want these motherfuckers out of my world. You know, like they, uh, they had nothing but ridicule for this culture, you know, ten years ago, and and now they and now they want to set the rules and parameters for the world. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay for the, you know, I'm okay for them engaging in a conversation. Out, I, out, absolutely, Let's I'm okay with it. them saying, "Hey, you know, this kind of makes me feel a little rapey." Um, <laughs> is, is that is that the goal here? And then, like, you know, to you know, to open up the dialogue. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I'm I'm okay. Or you know, and at the end of the day, we might have a discussion, and they might walk away saying, "Well, you know what? I hear you, and I appreciate that you 
Don't think it's rapey, but it's still going to be rapey in my book, and I don't like it. And you know what I say? Oh, we'll have to agree to disagree. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have this conversation, and, and I enjoy trying to work through your paradigm. I'm still going to maintain my own, and have a nice day. It's no. it's great to be human beings and uh, have a difference of opinion. No, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't discuss things like adults. Yeah, you must believe what I believe, or you're a Nazi. Or, or uh, any sort of other adjective. Which is a, is a, is a kind of a, fa- a fascist statement to make. Yeah, that, yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop telling me what I am. Yeah, yeah. So, um, But yeah, I, I, real quick, just to piggyback off that, and we'll wrap this episode up shortly, but like um, the, the rape scene in the last season of, of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, where, where people got up in arms about it. And like, you know, they're like, wait, wait, you, you had a rape on the TV. On the TV, Richard. Put the rape on the TV. And they're like, yeah, well, she gets raped. But what about other people that have been raped? What about them? Well, that sucks for them, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, just like and it now, sucks for her. And just like it sucks for her. And now everyone, maybe people that hadn't been, that hadn't had that ugly fucking act thrown in front of their face will detest it even a bit more. But it will make them think about that ugliness that they don't have to think about on a daily basis. Hey, I don't know about you, but I want to live where there's like unicorns frolicking in the fields and there's like candy canes and gumdrops everywhere. And when you fall down, there's like a magical piece of cotton candy that braces your impact. You know what that sounds like? And you don't get a boo like? What's that? It sounds a lot, an awful lot like that Candyland in Wreck It Ralph. Mm. And who did the leader happen to be there? Uh, a evil race car driver. Exactly. So, <laughs> so do you want an evil race car driver ruling your world, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that first with that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm going to flunk the test again. Let's sign off. Uh, do we have anything else? Uh, I think that's good. We're just about two hours. Oh, I want to talk about Jason Todd. Is is Jason Todd and in the fan theories of Jason Todd? You want to do that now? I mean, I don't know. I think it's funny. Let's 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 save it for Nick. I got to do a little research. Oh well, Jason Todd is every character in the in Batman true. versus Superman. Like like Lois Lane in real life is Jason Todd. That is true. Um, that's that's actually a fact. All right, guys. Well, I think that's gonna we're hitting the two hour mark, and I think we were successful in getting into that conversation. But we want to know what your thoughts are and what you think about. Do you feel that some of this is sexist? Do you think that some of it is is uh, you know, a little overboard. Uh, do you think that we're we're coming from the wrong angle and we're not, you know, understanding the message of the sexist uh, claimers or the rapey claimers? What, what would their title be? The people who are claiming rape? The uh, people who are upset I think, with I it? Think, I think they're called the pro-rapists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, we're not understanding the pro-rape paradigm. Rape um, forward? So if you're, if you're pro-rape... Rape it oh, forward. Jesus, I think gonna, is the... yeah, you better stop now. Um, you know. Let us know uh, what you guys think. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, I still want to get in that conversation about Batman killing people, man. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do it next week. We don't have anything on the chart just yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hopefully another comic book movie will come out in that short time. It's not going to happen. We did have a couple more scenes from Star Wars, though. That guy, actually, um, the, the, the Batman uh, killing guy, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. he's part of a podcast called The Weekly Planet. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them as well. It's a fantastic show. Does he think Batman should kill people? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, like he's talked about the video, but he hasn't talked about like his personal thoughts on it. But it is funny as shit that show. 
All right, check that one out too. So many podcasts in so little time. Isn't that the truth? All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, listening, and um, you know, thanks for letting us come over to your mom's basement. We always have a good time with her, and we'll talk to you real soon. Anything, anything else, smart ass to say? Uh, if, if on your way up, if you could tell her, bring a few more Mountain Dews down. <laughs> I need a sandwich. Hold the.